Good morning again. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you for the worship team and everybody behind the scenes who makes everything possible every week. Um, we're coming to the end of 2020. Who wants to go back to the beginning again and start again? <laughs> what a year. What a phenomenal year. I think probably for me, I'm sure you will agree, this year I've had more restrictions on my life than I've ever had ever in any scenario. I mean, who would have foreseen this happening? You can't go for a cup of coffee. I go out every morning, very early, you know, I, I love that. You can't travel, can't get on an airplane, can't go to work. I mean, goodness me, the restrictions have been immense. And we had a pastor's meeting yesterday for church leaders in Europe and stuff. And one of the things we were talking about with the leaders was what effect has 2020 had on your people? You know, all those restrictions, all those limitations. What have you seen on your people? And you know what one of the biggest effects is? A, a loss of confidence. Just a loss of confidence. We've seen men, you know, men who were strong, men who had a career, men who had a vision, men who were going somewhere. Somehow, the restrictions, the limitations, the lockdown, it's really hampered the development of some. We've seen marriages. I've done a lot of this, I can tell you, in the last few months. Marriages. Husbands lost confidence in being a good husband. Wives lost confidence in being a good wife. And then ministries, of course. You know, 35% or something. Barner's predictions that pastors are just going to give up, going to throw the towel. How's your confidence? <laughs> you think back to 2019. Think back to your great hurrah on the 31st of December. How are you now then? I play snooker. I've played snooker all my life. I love it. And if you want to defeat your opponent, all you got to do is stop him from playing, you know. It's all you got to do. Leave him in the seat. Snooker him. That's why it's called snooker. He can't move. He's limited. Limitations. And if you leave him there long enough, you just, it's the kind of game you need to keep playing. You know that? It's a bit like life. And when people are, lim when the limitations, the restrictions that you have had this year have not been good for many people. Others, we've seen them just explode with uh, creativity and blessing. Thank God for that. I remember, what was it, about two weeks ago, they had a cabinet meeting in the government in the United Kingdom. And I was waiting for the announcement because we can't make decisions as a church until we hear what the government's saying because of the restrictions. And the announcements came out about 11 o'clock. All the cabinet ministers came out and they started appearing on BBC and Sky News. And they obviously had a mantra. A little, everybody go and repeat this line again and again. And it was, hello everybody, Christmas is not going to be the same this year. And they were all saying the same thing. That's called conditioning. They were conditioning you, conditioning me, conditioning the population to get ready for continuing restrictions. I understand that because we're in the middle of a pandemic, no problem. But you've got to be careful that that conditioning, that limit, the, the mentality of limitation, the mentality of restrictions that retards me, 
I have to be careful that that doesn't start to encroach on my personal development or start to encroach on my confidence. You know, just this week I, I was considering the people in the wilderness, the Hebrew people, millions of them, you know. And they started to get conditioned to the wilderness. They started to become manna-minded, you know. But there were two people, Joshua and Caleb, and even after 40 years, <laughs> they, they still had a positive mindset. They didn't get affected by the lockdown. Didn't get affected. And they were able, when the day came, 20, 2020, 2021, when the day came to cross over, those two guys were ready. I don't know about you. I wonder where your confidence is. I wonder where your vision is. I wonder where your development is. I, I have to seek God constantly for words. I could cry now just even saying that. It's my life. It's been my life for years. I have to seek him. I have to go in quietness and trust and believe. And then you hear a prophetic word and you give it and give it and give it and give it and give it. But I just love it when, God, when I'm not seeking God. When I'm not seeking God and he comes and pays a visit and says something to me. And that's what happened to me this week, funny enough. I wasn't ready to start seeking God about 2021. Not ready yet. It's just the beginning of December. I was going to do that later. But just, just out of the blue, I feel God really spoke to me that the theme for next year and the theme for you and for me for crossing over is no limits. I just mentioned the restrictions of 2020, the conditioning of limitations. And how that can affect us in every area. Maybe we don't even realize it. And I, I could just feel that like a volcano inside me. No limits. There are no limits with God. There's no limits to what God can do. And I want 2021. I believe it's God's desire that you don't place limitations upon him. Let me say that again. That in 2021... You don't place limitations upon God. Now, you may say to me, what? <laughs> How on earth could I? I'm a mere human being. I am a vapor. How could I? I'm not God. How could I limit God? The government can limit me. I understand that. I have children. I put limitations on them. I get it. But how could I, a mere human being, limit God? Well, let me read to you from the Psalms. Psalm 78. How often they provoked him in the wilderness, and they grieved him in the desert. Yet again and again they tempted him, and they limited. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Great scripture. And it shows us that God wanted to bring them into this crossover time, bring them into their future, but they limited him. This is called free will. Free will. You've got it. I've got it. And my actions, my even my very disposition can put limitations on a holy God's ability, shall we say, to do things for me, to work in me or through me. I can limit God. Wow. Human beings are powerful, aren't they? Made in God's image. Powerful. Hey, if I can limit God, I can take the limits off, right? Free will in my hands. I'm thinking of a few ways of understanding this. You know the famous scripture, 
Friendship with the Lord is reserved for those who fear him, right? Great, great scripture. Friendship with the Lord is restricted. Friendship with the Lord is limited to those who fear him. So if you want friendship with God, there's a limitation. If you don't have, if you don't fear the Lord, you are placing a limitation on the level of your friendship with him. Do you get that point? All right. I have that ability within me. That's the very nature of human beings. Friendship is restricted, but it's not just friendship. I give you another scripture so you can see how I can take the limits off or I can put the limits on. I can put the shutters down and remain very, very limited in God's interaction with me. In Psalm 68, it says this, let God arise. Let, huh, let. Let means I have to give some kind of permission, is it? I have to give way, I have to move aside. Let God arise. You have to let that happen. You have to conform your will. You have to submit sacrifice, whatever that might be. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Man, that's a message for another day. <coughs> Excuse me. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Have you got any idea, when you work as a pastor, you see this so many times. Have you got any idea the number of people who God, they pray about the problems in their lives and God comes in and God scatters their enemy and then they go right back out and they bring the enemy straight back into their lives. <laughs> it's so true. I had one, one pastor, I was overseeing him uh, from far, far away. And he had an absolute demon working in his church. This guy was destroying everybody. It was, it was hell on earth for us. You know, it was, he was splitting every church he ever uh, tampered with, you know. But we tried and we tried endless times to see him, you know, change his wicked ways. But he just wouldn't do it. Uh, one day he rang the pastor and he said, I'm leaving the church. <laughs> so the pastor rang me. A few days later when he said he's he's left the church and i'm going to go and get him back <laughs> so I said, wait whoa what i'm gonna go and get him back i said don't go and get him back if he repents if he repents we bring him back okay but don't go and get him back do you know what it says in the book of proverbs can a man pull fire into his lap and not be burned when when the prodigal son left he had to repent and then come back. Don't go and get him back. You're destroying your own work. You're destroying. Do you know the number of marriages where the husband is conscious that there's a bad influence on the marriage and God pushes the influence away and they go and bring that person back in again. The number of ministries that have a bad influence or children. You see your children pick up a, a negative friend, a bad friend and God sends them away. But Christians can be so foolish, they go and bring them back in again. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. So when God, you know Dagon, when they knocked down the God, false God Dagon in the Old Testament, they would, God would knock this idol down overnight and it says in the morning they would go in and set it back up again. <laughs> I mean, supernatural activity, God's showing you his power and then you put the thing back up let god arise in 2021 and let the enemies of god in your life 
family, ministry, children, home, future, be scattered in Jesus' name. Amen. 2021, a year in which I become aware of the powerful creature I have been made. It's powerful. I have that within me. I have this, this choice, this powerful choice that I can choose to let him into my life. <coughs> even as a friend. Wow. Even as a friend. But I got to fear him. So I've been thinking, in what ways do I limit God? Me, me personally. What ways do you limit God? How can I see this in Scripture? And one of the first things that came to me was our image of him. The way you see him. That alone is enough to limit him in your life. Great example of this. Remember the parable of the talents where God gave, you know, 10 talents to this guy, five talents to this guy, and one talent to this guy. And the guy with the one talent, he goes and buries it. And then the master comes back and says, wicked, wicked servant, why did you hide your talent? And listen to the response. I knew, this is his image of God. I knew that you were hard, that you were a tough taskmaster. This is how I see you. Well, as you believe, that's exactly what you're going to receive. And that's what that servant received. Your image of God is affecting you. I love Hebrews where it says uh, that it's impossible to please God without faith. And God rewards those who come to him. Because when they come to him, they believe in him. And I want in 2021, I don't know how to put this. I don't know how to say it. Let God be your go-to. <laughs> Let God be your go-to God. My go-to God. The God you go to in times of trouble. We did a bereavement seminar a couple of weeks ago. Really, really beautiful time. And one, a really astonishing statistic is in a pastor's survey was they asked people when their father had died, mother had died, wife, husband, whatever. Who did you call? <laughs> Who did you call? Who's the first person you called? Very interesting question. At the moment, the, probably, you know, the biggest catastrophes in your life. And the answer was not what you may think. The statistical answer was, at a time when people have lost a loved one, they call the person they think cares the most. That could be their spouse, it could be their next door neighbor, could be a colleague in work, could be a minister, could be anybody. But they actually make the first phone call, the first go-to is the person that they feel cares, truly, truly cares. And I want to change in my mentality in every area, God is my go-to God. In Ephesians 3, it says this, he is able, now to him who is able to do immeasurably, without limits, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or think or imagine, according to the power that we let work in us, according to the power I give him space to work in. I mean, God can do more than you can even imagine in your wildest dreams, but there's a catch <laughs> in accordance with how you let him in. So the first thing I think is a limitation on me is my image of God. The second 
blockage for me would be my self-image and the way I see myself and I repeat I think lockdown has dramatically changed and even damaged some people's self-image just being stuck indoors people are maybe a little confused disappointed disillusioned with their very selves in numbers you know the famous scripture <coughs> excuse me very much we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes <laughs> whose eyes whose eyes we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes and so we were to everybody else in the world that projection of your own self-image how is yourself by the way we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes their god was still big they still believed in a, an unlimited god the problem in this scenario wasn't god they still but they just seen the red sea get parted right so they still believed in a big god the problem in their case was their image of themselves was so small now I, i've worked with singles for years i love that ministry and when you work with singles you do a lot of work with self-image and developing people's self-image because that can often be fractured by the ravages of life and over the years i've condensed my perspective on self-image and developing that in a godly way in a biblical way and i want to give four points whilst we're mentioning this for you my image of god can affect the way he operates in my life and i want to take the limits off and see him as immeasurably more than i could ask think or imagine but secondly i need to look at my own image of myself my self-image in my experience the first problem is people's self-image it's either overly developed or it's underdeveloped either it's overdeveloped they're totally egotistical and even deluded or it's underdeveloped and they're subservient uh, you know and destroyed in a way that they shouldn't be uh, my wife did a devotional this week in precious rubies i thought it was great can't remember which day it was it was about the nature of esteem and she was talking about the three different aspects of esteem esteem self-esteem and theo-esteem esteem that's general that's the esteem i have just from other people external from my parents from my job esteem general external secondly self-esteem how i perceive myself a very different thing the inside job and thirdly theo-esteem god's perspective of me the way god holds me in love and getting a grip on that third part the second thing that i see about self-image is most people at some point allow other people to impose an image upon you that people you know there's a lot of negative people out there isn't that true just tell the truth there's a lot of negative people a lot of people who want to offload their own problems you know they want they feel down about themselves and the first they want you to feel down and they want to project that onto you so don't don't take it don't receive it I get this constantly in ministry when I'm working with pastors. You call someone to, to help them in there and they start talking about my life. Listen, the phone calls about you. We're talking about you. Quit the projection all the time. That's not going to get you anywhere. So if you start feeling with certain people, they just turn the spotlight straight on you. Careful. 
They can create, they, they can be trying to dump their own, you know, self-image on you. Don't see yourself through the devil's eyes. Don't see yourself through other people's eyes. See yourself through God's eyes. Get that fear esteem right. The third thing I would say is, you don't need everybody's approval. <laughs> you don't need everybody's approval. Everybody's acceptance of you is not a blessing. And everybody's rejection of you is not a curse. There are some people who should hate you. <laughs> yes, there are some people you could not possibly be a friend of and still have ethically, you know, walk ethically or morally with God. You could not do it. You don't need everybody's friendship. You're putting a limitation. My God, I hope you're listening to me. How's the ministry going, guys? <laughs> How's the ministry going? Little bit stuck, are we? I don't need everybody's acceptance. Everybody's acceptance is not a blessing. And everybody's rejection is not a curse. There are certain people who are limit they're limiting my life. Limiting my growth, and I can permit that. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered in Jesus' name. You don't need approval for people. Do you know, Jesus put this point I'm making here. Do you know the way he put it? Beware. Beware when all men speak well of you. Beware when you've got the acceptance of everyone. Beware when you're seeking the acceptance of everyone. Beware when all men speak well of you. Because you've just walked into a trap. They hated him and they wanted to kill him. He was not a friend of everyone. No way. And the last thing I would say, I want to improve my image of God. I need to get my self-image from God. But also, let me just speak to men and women separately. <coughs> the self-worth we get is incredibly different, you know. Self-image, self-worth. The self-worth in men, men typically get their self-worth from what they do. Like Adam in the Garden of Eden. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. God gives you a task. He's trusting you. And that, that makes you who you are, Adam. I'm giving you dominion. I'm working with you. You're, you're a being. You're an entity. And men get their self-worth from what they do. But women are very different. Women get their self-worth from who loves them. <laughs> a woman is a mother. It's my children. My children love me. I love my children. This is my husband. I love my husband, my husband loves me. Men are very, very different creatures. That's why women, you know, I was clearing up some of our apartment the other day and I got out a box and my wife still has a card that I sent her for her our first anniversary or whatever. And then I found another card that I'd sent her for something else, Valentine's Day or something. She's got them all in there, you know. That's the female. You can imagine... Sandra has precious rubies, 10 women in the room. Mary's would pull out the card and say, oh, look at the card. Michael got me. Isn't it sweet? Isn't it nice? And all the women would go, oh, let me see, let me see. Now imagine if we had a men's meeting and I pulled out a card. And said, this is a card Mary's got me for, for my anniversary. All the men would go, there's something wrong with him, right? The only card you're going to get from a man is a business card, right? Very different. But I'm making a point here. The value system is different. The value system is different. And God kind of works with that. You know, and that leadership aspect, I, I prefer to work with that. And your self-esteem, men, let God call you. Let him bring you and, and continue to create you to whatever you're going to be. Go and take dominion, Adam. 
Go and take dominion. And let me say to the women, God loves you. You want a, a card? Read your Bible. That's a card. That's a big card, right? You are loved by God. If Men, what I'm saying is this. If you seek for self-worth and self-esteem in externals, you're going to be seeking for the rest of your life and you're never going to have a, self, a healthy self-worth or a healthy self-image. Women, if you seek for love primarily through people in this world, you're always going to come up short. And men, you need to get that from God by following your ministry and your calling. And women, you need to lean into God like the Apostle John did. How do I put limits on God? When I see him wrongly, when I see myself wrongly, and thirdly, with this monster, this ogre called unbelief. Unbelief is one of the chief sins in the eyes of God. It's one of the most horrendous things, sins in a human being, unbelief. <coughs> now we, we are so lax with unbelief. We see unbelief like a weakness. That's the way we view it. God does no such thing. He see, sees unbelief as one of the worst conditions or states because it's an affront to God. It's an affront to God. It's offensive to God when we don't believe in him. Seven times Jesus rebuked the apostles, the disciples for unbelief. They had many sins, right? There were many sins. They were full of pride. You know, want to sit on the left, sit on the right, all over the world. Many sins. And you don't hear him confronting that. But seven times, you rebuked them for unbelief, rebuked them for unbelief. So whatever was going on inside, it wasn't right in those men. And I'm sure there's deficiencies in you and me also. So as we begin... We're starting early. I'm very happy to start early for 2021 crossover. As we begin to move towards 2021, almost this afternoon, go and get a quiet time and close your eyes and look inside and look into the spirit and ask God to give you a vision, unrestricted, unlimited unhindered by your image of him or your image of yourself or your unbelief give me a vision father of what you can do if i take the limits off get a vision inside and i say that for a reason because if you look outside at the moment it can be pretty daunting if we look at the state of our nation if we look at the state of the health system you know it can be a pretty negative vision that you're going to pick up looking around the world at the moment so close your physical eyes, open your spiritual eyes, look within and ask God to, to show you what he can do. This is what I can do if you will change the way you see me. By the way, Israel committed many sins, terrible behavior with a God who loved them and delivered them so mightily and so powerfully. And then they get to 2020, 2021. They get to the, to the promised land right on the border. Right on the border. And God's saying, I'm going to take you in. You know, you can conquer these giants, right? And they don't go in. And why do they not go in? Why have you not proceeded in your call? Why have you not proceeded? And God says very clearly, they did not enter 2021. They did not enter the future because of unbelief. 
Because of unbelief. Not because of the wickedness of the wilderness. Not because of the years. 40 years of sin. 40 years of sin. And yet, that is not the reason they didn't enter the promised land. They didn't enter because they didn't believe in his goodness. And I'm saying to you, whoever you are, wherever you are in the nations, the reason you're not pressing forward is not because you did that. It's not because you've ignored God or you have not walked faithfully. The reason you don't go forward is the same reason they didn't go forward because you don't believe in the goodness of God. I was visiting Atanasio <coughs> and Sarah and we were walking and the GPS was talking to me. You know how it is. You don't know where you're going and this, you put your faith in this thing. And it starts to say to me, there was roadworks going on. The GPS starts to saying to me, walk a hundred yards and turn left. But I was in a disobedient, unbelieving mood, you know. So I said, no, no, just keep walking. Uh, an amazing thing, very forgiving GPSs, aren't they? Very forgiving. As soon as I disobey, I don't believe this thing. And I go to the next street. They automatically, it's a rerouting, 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 rerouting. And then in the same beautiful tone, turn left at the next juncture. There you go. But I disobeyed again. Because the road works. I don't believe this is correct. And I go to the next juncture. Rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. Always there. Always willing to take me from where I am. Not looking at my past mistakes. Well, I can tell you something, guys. Do you think Surrey is more forgiving than God? <laughs> you think a GPS is more love for you than God? God was even willing to take the people of... That's astonishing. God was even willing to take the people of Israel into the promised land. After all of that... Yeah, 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 after all of that, I'm still willing to bless your future. I just need you to see me right. Change your image of me, the way you've been thinking of me. I'm better than that. I'm more loving than that. Don't let people dump on you. See yourself the way I see you. Feel esteem and may God prepare us as we move into 2021 to take the limits off our belief the level of our faith God forgive us for that and may we see like we've never seen believe for things we've not yet believed in and I pray for all of you great great testimonies I pray the resurgence of your confidence Confidence as a man, confidence as a husband, confidence as a father, confidence as a woman, just as a woman, confidence as a wife, as a mother, as an employee. May God restore your confidence in yourself, yes, in your relationship with him and bring us back on track at this borderline moment. What's the theme for 2021? No limits with God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more 
unlimited, <laughs> immeasurably more than anything I can ask or think or imagine, in my words, if I let him. If I let him. If I simply let him in. Consider that when the spies came back, you know, the 12 spies came back and 10 of them still say, this can't be done. It's not possible. Can't do it. Too big. Problems are too big in 2021. But two guys refused to be conditioned by lockdown. No, 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 no. Our God hasn't changed. This has been a tough time in the wilderness. It's been a tough time this year. But God is still the same. And I believe that he will bless me. I believe right now my personal spiritual GPS is rerouting. God is rerouting you. Giving you another chance. Giving you another chance. And he'll give you the directions from here. Don't focus on the past. He's wonderful at washing that clean. And his good father's heart just wants to take you forward. That's all. So Lord, we lift ourselves to you. And we ask you, would you amend and improve and change the way we see you, our image of you? Help us to see you like you are. And God, forgive us that you've made us wonderful beings and yet we accept such negative statements over ourselves. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And give me that theo esteem, that to see myself as God sees me, not as the devil sees me or my enemies see me. And as you clear the clutter and the enemies from my life, I say in my life, let God arise. And let every enemy be scattered and remain scattered. And with that freedom, give us the faith to cross the border into 2021 and make it the best year yet in these lives of ours. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I will hand back to Sandra. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for that amazing word. Um, and I think, for me, the, the significance of that word is about how we see God and how God sees us. And to have that perspective.